please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. You get a minute, go over there, check us out. I do want to let you know that website is going through some changes again. We're going to have some more articles added to that website as well as some really good advertisers. We got some good advertisers over there right now. So if you want to save money on medication, go over there, check them out. All these advertisers are legit. They're names that you know. They're stores that you know. So you get a minute, check it out. It's worth your time. That's www.fm famousapple.com. Now, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at jimmy at famousapple.com. And if you want to get a hold of the administrators over at Famous Apple or the administrators for an Apple a Day podcast, you can email them at admin at famousapple.com. How are you doing today, my friends? You're doing good? You're feeling strong? You're feeling better than you did yesterday? What more can you ask for, right? Hey, you want to hear something funny? I got an email from someone that asked me, how come I always ask people how are they feeling or if they went to the doctors or if they're taking their medication? And I just thought that was so weird. No one else has ever mentioned it. One person did. That was a girl, Ellen, from Michigan. And Ellen says to me, she says that I talk like I'm very condescendingly to the people that listen to the podcast. I don't think it's condescending. I I think that it's kind of a greeting. I mean, I'm talking to 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 you like we're friends. I I think we're friends. I would ask my friend how they were making out, how they feel, and I always remind my friends, "Hey, did you go to the doctor?" My friends remind me, "Did you go to your doctor? You do what you're supposed to be doing." It's just the way I am. And I don't mean it to sound condescending if if you don't like that, if you don't like me asking you that or mentioning that in the beginning of the podcast, please let me know. And if it's bothering you, I'll stop. So thanks for writing in, Ellen. Keep listening. And you'll see what the other people say. Maybe maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. So we'll find out. I have another email here from Thomas from New York, New York. And he's about to transition from workers' comp over to Social Security. And he wants to know if when he gets approved for Social Security... Is he automatically approved for Medicare? And the answer to that is no. You have to apply for Medicare separately, but you have to be receiving Social Security disability for a certain amount of time. My suggestion to you, Thomas, is to go to your Social Security office and you can get the forms, the application forms for Medicare from them, or go on to ssa.gov and you can get the forms off of that website form and do some reading on it. It'll tell you exactly how long you have to be on Social Security before you become eligible for Medicare. Okay? Thanks a lot for writing in, Thomas, and please keep on listening. And we have one more from James down in Lakeland, Florida. And this is a 
a tip from James. He says that if you want, you can apply for AARP at 55 years old or younger if you're on Social Security disability. Now, I didn't know about younger. I knew you could apply at 55, but if you can apply when you're younger, good, go for it. But I would check it out first. But thanks a lot for that tip, James. I appreciate that. And you, please keep on listening. On this note, I'd like to recommend that, you know, don't be afraid to ask businesses if they give discounts for disabled people. That's right, discounts. Then there are a lot of them that do, including parks such as Disney, uh, Amtrak, stuff like that. There are discounts for disabled people. So you might want to look into it and don't be embarrassed about asking. What's the worst they can say? Sorry, no. But there are discounts out there for disabled people. And further into further on down the line, we'll be publishing lists of the places that we know that do offer discounts for disabled people. But I know that certain parks you can get half off the price of admission because you're not going to be going, you know, in certain cases, you're not going to be going on rides, right? Like in my case, I'm in a wheelchair. I can go to Disney, but I'm not going to be going on uh what is it, that thing, that thing, the wild mountain or whatever it is? So it's always good to ask. And like I said, what's the worst that can happen? They say, sorry, no, we don't give discounts. Okay, no harm, no foul. You're not going to know unless you ask, right? So it's something to keep in mind. Now, before we continue, I want to share with you something that happened this past weekend. My wife and I, we went out with another couple, and we were looking for a place to go, something different. And... Someone said something about the town of Beacon. And when they said that, I said, yeah, I've, I've heard about that. It's like, a, it's like a small version of the East Village in Manhattan. And it's been on the show House Hunters, and it's a quaint little town. So we were saying, yeah, we'll go up there. And we drove through first, and they got a bunch of nice little hipster-type stores and nice little restaurants and stuff like that. So we figured, yeah, we go find a parking space, which is hard to do. In Beacon, trust me. But we found a parking space, and we're going up the Main Street there in Beacon. And you know what I found? Out of 100% of the buildings, 100% of the businesses there, I'd say 97 to 98% were not handicap accessible. I couldn't believe that. In this day and age, for businesses not to be handicap accessible, I just found that mind-blowing. And actually... You know, after a while, you get to you get to start saying, "Ah, we'll go someplace else. We'll go someplace else." But this was like the whole town, with the exception of two or three places. I mean, I could go to the gas station if I want to, or I could go into Key Foods, but the restaurants or the the bars, none of them are handicap accessible. None that I could find. Not even the diner. There's a diner in the town there. Not even the diner was handicap accessible. And if it is, they're hiding it somewhere. And I just found that astounding. Do they know how much business they're losing from people with handicaps? All right. You know, not there's, there's not a million people in Beacon in wheelchairs. That's a given. And I'm only one person, but I'm coming with three other people. So they just lost four dinners in any one of those particular restaurants for the night. It just, it it amazes me. And you know what? You know what amazes me even more? Now I'm beginning to find it 
insulting, actually. Because if they had it set up that you can't go in there if you're black, whoa, civil rights, everybody would be going crazy. Or you can't go in there if you're white, civil rights, everyone would be going crazy. Or if you're queer or transgender or you're, you're a cross-dresser, oh, people are going crazy. Handicapped people, nobody cares. Nobody cares. There's a step there. You can't go up that step, go somewhere else. And that's basically how I feel. And then if you look inside, most of those places can't even accommodate wheelchairs. Something's got to be done about this. Something really has to be done about it because I'm not the only one. I know that. Maybe I was the only one there on last Saturday night, but I'm not the only one in a wheelchair. And we're not looking for special privileges. We don't want them to give us food for free or anything for free. We're looking to be able to get into their establishment so that we can spend our money. Is that asking too much? I don't think so. I don't know. But something's going to have to be done. I, I don't know. I don't know how we can do it, but I, I don't even know if we can do it. I don't know if you can change people's minds, but I think I think you can. I think you can. If, if, if they're in business to make money, I don't understand how they can justify in their mind just lopping off one segment of the community that could be spending money in their establishment. I don't understand that. But... I don't know, maybe it's time for a letter writing campaign. I don't know. Anyone have any suggestions? Please, I'm all ears. Write me at jimmy at famousapple.com. I'll take any suggestions you got because I'm noticing this more and more. There's another little town up here in Dutchess County in, in Fishkill, the town of Fishkill. You can't get, if you're in a wheelchair, you can't get into the restaurants. Even if you can get into the restaurants, the restaurants aren't made to accommodate people in wheelchairs. They're such close quarters. Anyone have any suggestions? I'm all ears. Please let me know. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these places serve bad food or bad service. I'm not. I wouldn't know because I can't get into them. I'm just saying that they're not handicap accessible. They may be the best places in the world, and I'd love to try them. But, unfortunately, I'm blocked from going in. And it's not just people in wheelchairs. People on crutches. Going up and down stairs, that's dangerous. And in such close quarters in there, that's dangerous for them also. People with canes, people that have bad arms or bad neck or bad back. It's just very, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous situation. So, like I said... I'm not knocking the place for their for their product. I'm knocking the place because they're not handicap accessible. Now, here's another one. This goes back before I had my amputations. When I used to come up here to visit, there was this place on 82 Daddios. And I'll tell you what, the place has phenomenal food. The place is great. It's phenomenal. And we made it a point every time we were up in this area visiting, we'd stop there for lunch or dinner sometimes both and we when we moved up this way my nephew was having a graduation so we decided we were going to have a party for him there by that time though I had already had the amputation and I was in the wheelchair and I called him and I said do you have are you wheelchair accessible oh yes 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 okay I was I was I was ecstatic because I loved the place when we get there, they tell me, oh, you got to go around the back of the building, and there's a ramp back there. And there was. I went back there, came up the ramp, which was really high. And uh, I get to the top of the ramp, and then in order to get into the building, there's a door with a step. 
you get now being that I had reservations and we placed the orders and all this other stuff and my wife helped me I, I got out of the chair I hopped up the step now I had to get through the bar which is about as wide as my wheelchair the aisle is about as wide as my wheelchair and you know when you go to a bar people are standing around people are trying to climb out of the way and they're climbing on each other because I'm coming to it's embarrassing it's embarrassing and to get out was just as bad because after dinner the bar crowd was there so now trying to get out of the place I mean the food was great the food was great the the service was excellent it was just when it comes to being handicap accessible, it's not really. I mean, I can get up onto the deck. It just so happens that the weather was rotten that night. It was raining and cold. So we couldn't have the party out on the deck. But it was an inconvenience not only for me, but for their other patrons. And it's an embarrassment to me because now I'm making people get up and get out of the way. And they're jumping on other people and squishing and squashing together so I can get in. It's embarrassing. So because of that, I've never been back there. And I miss the place, to be honest with you. But I'm not going to put myself through that embarrassment again. And I'm not going to interrupt other people's good times just so I can go in there. So I'm hoping we can figure out something to do. Something that maybe, maybe one place, two places... Might might take the take the suggestion and work something out so that people with disabilities can come in. I don't understand. Do they think people with disabilities uh, don't have money? Of course we have money. You know, are we freaks? No, we're not freaks. Do they not want us in their establishments? I'd love to hear from somebody that owns an establishment. Is that the case? You don't want people in your establishments in wheelchairs or on crutches or with canes? Is that what you? Is that what you don't? want you don't want us in there let us know let us know all right and then listen if you know a place around you in your area that's like this let it let me know and we'll share it on we'll share it on the podcast too so other people know you know and not to not to make a hard time for the business but to save someone else the embarrassment of going to this place only to be told no you can't come in or yeah you can come in but we have to move other people around for you it's embarrassing and if you've never had it had it happen to you like that, trust me, it is. All right, let's move on here. Last week, we were talking about the people in our lives that act like caretakers for us. They, they help us out, the, the people that are around us, our, our spouses, our children, our parents, brothers and sisters. And it's very important. It's very, very important that we let them know that we're not taking them for granted. We have to let them know that we appreciate the things that we that they do for us. Because nobody, nobody likes to feel like they're being taken for granted. Nobody. You know that. You know that yourself. You don't want to feel like you're being taken for granted. And the whole thing is, is you can't let them do everything for you. All right, now I'm saying let. That's because they want to do as much as they can for you. But you have to do for yourself. You have to start acclimating yourself to your disability. Whatever your disability is, you have to start acclimating yourself to it and accepting the fact that this is now a new way of life for you. Again, and I'm using myself as an example. I'm in a wheelchair. All right, it took me a while to get used to that. I'm not going to lie. But just because I'm in a wheelchair doesn't mean that I still can't participate in the house. I mean, 
I eat my dinner, I pick up my plate, I bring it over to the sink. I'll even put it in the dishwasher. You know, little things like that. I'm not going to eat my dinner and just leave my plate there and roll over and watch TV. I'm going to participate as much as I possibly can. And that's what we have to do. We have to participate in the house so that people don't think that we're we're taking advantage of them. Now, I know my wife doesn't think I'm taking advantage of her, and she's willing to do it. And I'm sure your, your husband or your wife feels the same way. But after a while, after a year, two years of this, think of it yourself. You're going to feel like you're being taken advantage of when it's a day-in, day-out process. And the person that you're doing it for never seems to make an effort to join into the to help himself. Does that make sense? Now, another thing is, is your children. It's a funny thing with kids. You know, the kids want to help too. There's no doubt about it. You know, they see mom or dad and they want to help, but kids have a short, a short span of wanting to help. After a while, they'll be like, oh, can't you do it? Or you don't need it right now. One thing you have to do with your kids don't let your kids believe that they're your caretaker. You have to remain your kid's parent. It's very important. You can't give up on being your child's parent. As much as, as much as you like the fact that your child is willing to help you, you still have to be the parent. You can't have your child coming into you and saying, Dad, Mom, lay down. It's nice that they're suggesting that, but you can't have them ordering you to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't let the roles change. Don't let them become the adult and you become the, the perpetual patient for them. Because what will happen is they'll, they'll begin to hold a grudge because they'll feel that they've lost their childhood somewhere along the line. And going on, they had to take care of their parent, you know, so they couldn't do things other kids could do. You want to keep your child being a child. You want to keep your, your teenager being a teenager as long as you can. It's only fair to them. Now, I know this is sounding, I don't know, kind of screwed up maybe, and that you're somehow not grateful for their help. No, you are grateful for their help, but you have to think as their parent. You always remember you're their parent, and you have to look out for what's best for them. Being disabled, becoming disabled, doesn't relieve you of your parental duties or your spousal duties or your family duties. Just because you're disabled, you're still the same person you were before the accident or before the, the sickness or the illness. You're still a parent. You're still a, a husband or a wife. You're still a, a father, a brother or a sister, a son or a daughter. You're still that person, and you can't let that just go off into obscurity. Just because you became disabled, your life doesn't stop. And the people around you, you can't let them down. You can't step out of your position. Let them know that you're still the same person. Okay, you're doing things a little bit differently now. You have a couple of obstacles in front of you. Maybe you have a couple of limits, but you're still their parent. You're still their husband. You're still their wife. You're still their son, their daughter, their brother, their sister. You're still that same person, maybe with just a couple of limits. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be discussing this more in depth, especially next week. We're going to be discussing us, the disabled people, and our spouses. So you're not going to want to miss that. So again, we'll pick that up next week. But I want to bring up one more subject that's <laughs> very important, very near and dear. So let's move on here for a moment. Let me ask you, 
Have you ever gone to the doctor's office and you're sitting there reading a magazine waiting for your turn to get called in and someone comes and sits down next to you and all you can do is... <coughs> because they smell like somebody vomited at the pigsty. I've had that happen to me in the doctor's office. But these people, they come in and they're filthy. They're filthy. Their hands are dirty. Their hair is greasy. Their beard is mangled up. They look like homeless people, but yet they're not homeless. They're just disabled, but they're filthy. And they'll be in a wheelchair and they'll roll up and sit down right next to you and they'll stink to high heaven. Oh my God, it's horrible. I've seen this happen so many times with disabled people. It's like they give up. It seems like they give up. I know I went through something similar, not the no bathing thing, because that's something I can't stomach myself. I can't stomach the smell of body odor. Oh, I can't stomach that. But all of a sudden, I was disabled, so I decided, you know what? Who do I have to impress now? I don't have to go to work anymore. I let my hair grow, and I let my beard grow. And from just sitting around, of course, I put on some weight. And before I knew it, I looked like an ugly version of Meatloaf the singer in his early years with a beard. <laughs> the only thing I was missing was a sweaty tuxedo shirt with the long hair in it. It's disgusting. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. And it took me a while. And, you know, part of the problem was that the people around me, they didn't want to say anything to me at first. They were they were like, you know, making little nice suggestions like, maybe you should trim the hair a little bit. You know, just a little bit. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to leave it grow. I'm going to leave it grow. And I want it to grow. And I want my beard to grow. I want to look like I'm in ZZ Top or something like that. And after a while, I looked at myself in the mirror. And I was like, oh my God, you're disgusting. It just looked horrible, absolutely horrible. But it just seems like everybody that becomes disabled goes through this phase. Girls, they, the women that I've seen, they don't take care of their hair anymore. They don't take care of their clothes anymore. It's just whatever they throw on. And, you know, they use the excuse, oh, I don't feel up to it. I don't feel... It's not that. It's not that. You you have to you have to make an effort to keep yourself normal. People go out and they're sleeping. They're going out in the clothes that they were sleeping in. That's disgusting. Look, you're still a human being. You still have to take care of yourself no matter what. All right, you got a disability. You got hurt you got i don't know a cut or you got something you lost something whatever but keep yourself clean take some pride in yourself take some pride in what's left okay if anything don't make yourself be the one that people avoid or people get up and walk away from. Have some pride. Dig deep down inside. I know sometimes it, it, it may be difficult to shower. Then wash up. Wash up. Use some, use some antiperspirant. Use some aftershave. But, you know, let me tell you guys, the long hair and the beard, not a good look. And usually what happens is someone becomes disabled, and I'm saying this from experience, you become disabled, you're growing this long hair because maybe you had a job where you couldn't, so now you're doing it, and you're putting on some weight, and now you're growing a scraggly beard. There is nothing more ugly than a fat guy with long hair and a beard. I'm going to tell you that honestly. And then you see these people that all of a sudden, they're, they're hipsters, they're, they're fat, they're disabled, they got a beard, and they're putting their hair in a ponytail. Uh, guys, have some pride. Women, have some pride. Wash. 
put on clean clothes. It'll make you feel better. Believe me when I tell you that. It'll make you feel better. It'll make the people around you feel better. Trust me. And family and friends, do me a favor. If your loved one decides to start growing hair and putting in ponytails or, God forbid, a man bun, or the women in your life are just not combing their hair anymore and letting it go wild, going with the natural look, not shaving legs or underarms, bleh. Hey, listen, don't tell them, look, maybe you might want to trim it. Tell them to trim the goddamn beard, trim the hair, wash up, shave, Get a life. Take some pride in yourself, please, for the rest of us. All right, well, thank you very much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. I hope you'll stop by next week because, like I said, we're going to go more in-depth about caretakers. And please, tell people that are, who aren't disabled, tell the people around you to listen to this because it's going to be interesting to them too. And I want to remind you of something. Things can always be worse. No matter what, somewhere, someone right now is wishing they were in your position. So things can always be worse, my friends. And there's one other thing. I got this off of Facebook. I just want to share this with you. Never stop dancing till the music ends. Never stop living till life ends. Okay? Hey, listen. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. We may have a couple of different podcasts next week. And I'll see you then. Thanks again for stopping by. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.